The following is a production of the University of Minnesota, driven to discover. Well, hi, everyone. David Arendale, your host for the Peer Group Library Podcast. This is our second episode. It's a relatively short one. I just wanted to give a quick overview for each of the nine different national or international models for peer learning groups that operate here in the United States and globally. I thought it would be helpful. Most of the overviews will be Probably a paragraph or two. There's a couple of them that'll be much, much longer. Now, who is it that's going to be narrating all of these? Well, it's going to be my synthetic friends, so you'll hear a variety of voices because I think it sounds more interesting to have some variety whenever you're listening to all of this content. So let's go ahead and transition right in and listen to the first of our friends, Talk to us about accelerated learning groups. Overview of the nine peer cooperative learning programs. Accelerated learning groups, ALGs, USC model. Accelerated Learning Groups, ALGs, was developed at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles in the early 1990s by Dr. Sidney Stansberry. ALGs met the needs of students who had significant skill or knowledge deficiencies that often inhibited their effective use of other peer collaborative learning programs such as Supplemental Instruction Pass. ALGs combine peer-led small group learning activities, assessment, frequent feedback by a learning skills specialist, and Individual Education Plan, IEP, development for each student. ALG students are concurrently enrolled in a challenging entry-level course while they develop the necessary skills and knowledge prescribed by the IEP. The ALG students are placed into a triad with another student with similar IEP objectives and a peer leader who works intensely with the students under the supervision of a learning skills specialist. Participation in ALGs continues in the academic term until the learning skills specialist deems it appropriate to transition into another peer development program such as supplemental instruction or individual tutoring. Versions of ALGs have been adopted by other institutions in the U.S. The developer of the ALG model, Sidney Stansberry, can be contacted via email at sidberry at yahoo.com. Embedded Peer Educator, EPE Embedded Peer Educator, EPE, names an emerging approach to support students in a designated course by embedding a trained student paraprofessional. The faculty member shares the class learning space with this student who has received training. The student and the faculty member collaborate on the activities provided during and perhaps after class or online sessions. The EPE approach is highly flexible. It is not possible to be as definitive with stating the specifics of the EPE approach as compared with the other national or international peer learning models. This is part of the reason that EPE is called an approach rather than a specific model. Except for the long history of embedded writing tutors, this is an emerging approach for most colleges. For many decades, college writing centers have been invited to embed a writing tutor in a course that has challenging writing assignments. This is the reason that many references in this bibliography describe embedded writing tutors. This successful approach to supporting student needs has inspired the expansion of EPEs for other purposes and academic content. This bibliography is only a sample of the growing professional literature on this topic. 
The EPE term was created by the editor of this bibliography to serve as an inclusive umbrella for this growing literature. Educators who are using this approach are working independently at their college and have their own names to describe it and have specific operating procedures. Currently, there are no national EPE certification criteria, organizations, journals, or national training programs to assist faculty with implementing EPE within their courses. However, there are a variety of certification programs for coaching or tutoring programs that are conducted by learning assistance-related organizations such as the Association for the Coaching and Tutoring Profession, Individual Academic Coach, Academic Coach Training Program, and Individual Tutor, Association of Colleges for Tutoring and Learning Assistance, Online Tutoring Program, and the College Reading and Learning Association, International Tutor Training Program Certification, International Peer Educator Training Program. The popularity of EPE has increased significantly in recent years due to various factors including the following. A. Learning assistance managers were looking for other alternatives to traditional models of peer collaborative learning or services provided by a learning or tutoring center. And B. Interest by faculty members to work as partners with a designated student in their class. Based on professional literature and national email listserv communications, the following are common traits of campus programs that could be classified under the EPE umbrella term. As stated earlier, there is no national guidelines for this form of embedding a student in a course. Part of the strength of the EPE approach is the flexibility of its expression and close collaboration with the faculty member. 1. Faculty member requests a student be embedded within their class to work with them in supporting the enrolled students. This close partnership with the faculty member is a distinguishing feature of the EPE approach. 2. Student activities are generated collaboratively by the EPE and the instructor. These two meet weekly to plan future activities and reflect upon previous ones. 3. The EPE could provide services related to coaching, facilitating study groups, mentoring, tutoring, or another role mutually negotiated. 4. EPE students often have explicit boundaries that exclude grading and other tasks normally associated with undergraduate or graduate teaching assistants. 5. EPE activities can occur during a class session, an online lesson, or afterward. 6. While often all students in the course are involved, sometimes only a few students would be included. This might be done to provide additional instruction to help the students to acquire prerequisite knowledge or skills necessary for the course. 7. EPE students receive training for their roles. 8. Typically, the EPEs are former students of the course instructor. However, sometimes they are enrolled simultaneously for the same course that they are supporting. 9. Most often, EPEs are paid for their training, planning time, class attendance, and perhaps activities that occur outside of class or online sessions. There are many similarities and differences between the EPE approach and the other national or international models for peer learning. The closest fit would be the National Learning Assistant, LA, model developed at Colorado University Boulder. Being knowledgeable about them could be helpful with starting an EPE program. Readers are encouraged to consult with their institutional writing centers since many have historically operated embedded writing tutors and courses with challenging writing assignments. Writing conferences often have presentations on embedded writing tutors. Writing-related serial publications sometimes publish articles on the same topic. The name for this bibliography was inspired by my work with the Active Embedded Peer Education, AEPE, program at California State University, Channel Islands, SUSI. Established in 2019, the program is managed by Brooke Masters and Megan Eberhardt. At that time, their AEPE program started in 11 course sections in mathematics. Since then, it has rapidly expanded to over 50 course sections in a variety of academic disciplines.
During 2022, I was involved with the AEPE Summerlong Training Institute for SUSI faculty members. I served as a mentor and resource for the faculty members as they learned about the AEPE approach, planned how to implement the model in their courses, and when possible worked with their AEPE student who was also receiving training during the summer. Dr. Sandra McGuire was involved with the training of faculty members and their AEPE student paraprofessionals. In the summer of 2023, SUSI will conduct a training program for other interested California State University institutions to implement their own AEPE campus programs. Emerging Scholars Program, ESP, UC Berkeley Model Developed by Yuri Treisman in 1977, this multi-ethnic honors-level program originated as the Mathematics Workshop of the Professional Development Program at the University of California at Berkeley, Treisman, 1985. It is widely disseminated across the United States as a part of first-year courses in academic departments, examples, mathematics, physics, and chemistry, and as an academic workshop component of many minority engineering programs. In studies of ESP in research universities such as the University of Texas at Austin, the University of Wisconsin at Madison, the University of Kentucky, Lexington, Rutgers University, and others not only do ESP participants score well above the general class average, but two-thirds or more regularly earn an A or B. Common activities include structured workshops of varying difficulty developed in collaboration with the course instructor. The ESP facilitator is often a graduate student because of the knowledge needed. Close coordination between ESP program and the course instructor. Other components include building a cohort community of first-year students that is academically oriented and a source of peer support, providing the cohort with an extensive orientation to the college and with ongoing academic advising, advocating the interests of the cohort and monitoring their academic progress and adjustment to the environment, providing the cohort with ongoing supplementary instruction in order to develop independent learning, and linking high school level and Undergraduate-level affirmative action efforts. Disclaimer, this bibliography only represents a sample of the extensive publications based on the original model developed by Dr. Yuri Treisman at UC Berkeley. It has been difficult to track all the publications since it operates under a variety of names and there is no national office for ESP. The program is known by various names including Emerging Scholars Program, often used in the 1980s, Gateway Science Workshop Program, Mathematics Workshop Model, Professional Development Program Mathematics Workshop, Original Name, Math Excel, University of Kentucky, Lexington, Excel, Rutgers State University of New Jersey, Merritt, University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, and the Treisman Model, ASERA, 2001. Learning Assistant Model, LA, CU Boulder Model. The Learning Assistant, LA program was founded by CU Boulder astrophysics professor Richard Dick McRae in 2001 with the goals of increasing students' confidence and success in his courses and recruiting more talented STEM majors to become K-12 teachers. Based at CU Boulder, the International Learning Assistant Alliance was launched in 2010 and now has more than 2,000 faculty participants from more than 400 colleges and universities from 21 countries. The LA model attaches a student paraprofessional to a specific course and transforms the learning experience so it is more closely aligned with research-based instructional strategies. The three key components of the LA model are learning assistance, LAs, facilitating student interactions in class, LAs participating in weekly content preparation meetings with the instructional team, and LAs engaging in a pedagogy course. 
research of the LA model reports academic gains for participating students and professional development for the students who serve as LAs. A frequent report is an influence on the LAs with future careers as science teachers. Currently, most of the courses supported by LA are in STEM with many in biology, chemistry, or engineering. LAs are undergraduate students who, through the guidance of weekly preparation sessions and a pedagogy course, facilitate discussions among groups of students in a variety of classroom settings that encourage active engagement. There are some similarities with other peer learning programs, however, the level of coordination and integration between the faculty member and the LAs is much higher and more rigorous. There is a much higher level of research that is conducted in relation to the LA program often led by the faculty member who sponsors LA in their course. Beginning in 2007, the LA model began to receive funding from the National Science Foundation and other national science-related organizations. CUB created the International Learning Assistance Alliance. The mission of the Alliance is to connect people and institutions to support the implementation and assessment of the LA model, with the goal of improving educational experiences and access across disciplines. The Alliance supports hundreds of universities throughout the world which collectively use tens of thousands of learning assistants every year to support hundreds of thousands of our nation's students and faculty. The Alliance hosts an annual conference, offers online awareness presentations, conducts training workshops, develops software, sponsors research projects on the efficacy of LA and software assessments related to pedagogy, and hosts a website, https colon learningassistantalliance.org. The LA Alliance has developed a suite of software and digital resources for classrooms and LA programs, most of it available to members free. The Learning About STEM Student Outcomes, LASSO, is an online platform to support instructors in assessing their courses. The platform administers assessments online to students, freeing up class time, and automatically analyzes the data. The LASSO platform's purpose is to support instructors in implementing research-based teaching practices in their courses by providing them with simple, accurate, and reliable assessments for their courses and to support research on STEM instruction. The LA model is also known by a variety of other names including the Colorado Learning Assistance Model, Learning Assistance Colorado University Boulder, and others. LA programs operate at over 120 institutions globally. Peer Assisted Learning, PAL, UM and Twin Cities Model Peer Assisted Learning, PAL, was developed at the University of Minnesota in 2006 to meet the needs of students enrolled in STEM and other historically difficult courses. The PAL program drew upon best practices from the Emerging Scholars Program, peer-led team learning, and supplemental instruction pass along with emerging learning practices to develop a model to meet high expectations placed upon it by the faculty and administrators. Quantitative and qualitative studies reveal not only academic benefits for participating students, but also academic, vocational, and personal benefits for the students who serve as the PAL facilitators. PAL has been adopted by a small number of institutions in the U.S. A description of the model is available at https colon slash 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 journal slash index php slash ij he slash article slash view slash 4151 slash 2498. Peer-led team learning, PLTL, CUNY model. The program was developed at the City University of New York in the 1990s. Support through a grant from the National Science Foundation has assisted in the model being adopted by over 100 institutions. Disclaimer, this bibliography includes a sample of the PLTL publications. Members of the PLTL community are welcome to send additional references to me for inclusion for the next edition of the annotated bibliography. 
Apologies for the omissions. Please send them to David Arendale, arendale at um.edu. Student leaders, peers, guide the activities of small groups of students in weekly workshop meetings. The students work through challenging problems that are designed to be solved cooperatively. The peer leaders are trained to ensure that the students are actively and productively engaged with the material and with each other. This methodology offers several educational opportunities. The supportive format encourages questions and discussions that lead to conceptual understanding. Students learn to work in teams and to communicate more effectively. Peer leaders learn teaching and group management skills. The following are guiding principles of PLTL. The program is integral to the course through required attendance at two hours of workshop time weekly. Peer leaders are trained in group leadership and course content. Activities and materials are challenging yet accessible. Example, worksheets, supplemental workbook, faculty are deeply involved in the program. Physical space and environments are conducive to discussion and learning, and the program has firm support from the institution, Roth et al. 2001. The peer-led team learning international society, PLTLIS, supports practitioners and institutions implementing PLTL, both in the U.S. and internationally. They conduct training workshops to support other institutions to start their own programs. PLTLIS hosts an annual conference that rotates around the U.S. They publish an annual journal with articles focused on PLTL. Structured Learning Assistance, SLA, FSU Model SLA was developed at Ferris State University, MI, in 1994. It is available to all interested students in targeted courses that are historically difficult. SLA features weekly study and practice workshops in which students master course content, develop and apply specific learning strategies for the course, and strengthen their study skills to improve performance in the current SLA course and for future courses. With some SLA programs, attendance is mandatory for all students until the first exam. With some SLA programs, students earning A, B, or C grades on their first exam in the courses are invited but not required to attend further, Morton, 2006. Other SLA programs require attendance throughout the academic term. The SLA homepage is https colon slash slash www.ferris.edu slash slaw. Supplemental Instruction Pass, SI Pass, UMKC Model SI Pass was initially developed for health science students at the University of the Missouri Kansas City by Deanna C. Martin and her colleagues in 1973. With permission of the instructor, SI was implemented in historically difficult courses which commonly serve as gatekeeper introductory courses that require mastery before advancing in the subject area. SI Pass started with a course in graduate school, anatomy and physiology. In later years, the SI Pass model was expanded to first-year courses in the curriculum. SI Pass invites voluntary participation in out-of-class student-led study sessions, provides extensive training and ongoing coaching of student facilitators of the study groups throughout the academic term, and evaluates outcomes in each course every time it is offered. Based on studies from hundreds of institutions globally, participating students earn higher final course grades, demonstrate lower rates of DFWI, and have higher persistence rates. Some studies also show that participation improves personal and professional development outcomes for both the participants and facilitators. The goals of SI include A. Improving student grades in targeted courses, B. Reducing the attrition rate within those courses, and C. Increasing the eventual graduation rates of students. All students in a targeted course are urged to attend SI sessions, and students with varying academic ability levels participate.
There is no stigma attached to SI since historically difficult courses rather than high-risk students are targeted. SI is scalable and can be implemented in one or more courses each academic term. There are four key persons involved with SI. The first is the SI supervisor, a trained professional on the SI staff. The SI supervisor is responsible for identifying the targeted courses, gaining faculty support, selecting and training SI leaders, and monitoring and evaluating the program. Once the historically difficult courses have been identified, the SI supervisor contacts the faculty member concerning SI for their course. The second key person for SI is the faculty member who teaches one of the identified courses. SI is only offered in courses in which the faculty member invites and supports SI. Faculty members screen SI leaders for content competency. The third key person is the SI leader. SI leaders are students or learning center staff members who have been deemed course competent, approved by the course instructor, and trained in proactive learning and study strategies. SI leaders attend course lectures, take notes, read all assigned materials, and conduct three to five out-of-class SI sessions a week. The SI leader is the model student, a facilitator who helps students to integrate course content and learning-slash-study strategies. The fourth key member of the SI program are the participating students. The original name for SI was Supplemental Course Instruction, SCI. Alternate names for SI may indicate that it has been modified to meet particular needs at an institution in the U.S. or globally, peer-assisted learning, PAL, peer-assisted study sessions, PASS, peer-assisted study schemes, PASS, or peer-assisted study support, PASS. A few times SI is named Academic Mentoring, Peer Mentoring in Praxis, PMIP, Academic Peer Mentoring Scheme, APM, and simply Peer Mentoring. No doubt, some publications are missing from this bibliography. The International Center for Supplemental Instruction conducts training workshops throughout the year for institutions interested in starting their own SI programs. Webinars are held throughout the year to meet the needs of program administrators and the SI Pass student paraprofessionals. Additional training materials are available at the website. Biannually, the ICSI conducts a conference located in the U.S. or other countries that features concurrent presentations by educators that manage SI Pass programs. Video-Based Supplemental Instruction, VSI, UMKC Model VSI was developed at the University of Missouri-Kansas City by Dr. Deanna Martin during the 1990s. VSI combines course content and supplemental instruction past study sessions with video recordings of lectures identical to the instructor's in-person class session. Trained facilitators, using the recorded lectures and the SI Pass model, guide students through the learning process while emphasizing critical thinking and study skills. VSI students, led by a trained facilitator, start and stop the videotaped presentation at predetermined times and, in addition, whenever they have a question or want clarification. Professors design the video presentations to include periodic small group assignments to ensure mastery of one concept before the next is introduced. Students complete these tasks under the supervision and with the guidance of the facilitator. When the taped lecture resumes, the professor models how he, she thinks about the assigned tasks. In this way, the students have time to construct and verify their understanding as well as compare their own thinking to that of the expert. Assessment is provided by the professor, keeping the facilitator in the role as a peer supporter and not an evaluator. The program was originally designed to take the place of developmental-level courses that were prohibited due to an institution mandate and for rural school districts that were preparing secondary students for admission to college. VSI differs from SI Pass in several respects. 
the students enroll in required, core curriculum courses. DSI operated at UMKC in an algebra, chemistry, and history course. The course professor records all didactic presentations on videotape for use with underprepared students as well as other students who opt for this interactive way of learning. Instead of attending the professor's regular lecture classes, students enroll in the video section of the professor's course. Students in both sections are held to the same performance standards. Specially designed facilitator and student manual support the video sections. DSI continues to be offered in diverse academic courses globally. Thank you.